Welcome to episode 28 of the Brand Social Podcast. Today we're talking to Tristan from Bailey's Bespoke. Enjoy the show. Hold on. Can you hear me? Always something, but yeah. Oh no, I'm muted. Hold on. Oh, how does my computer work? Why don't I know these things? I can hear you. Because I'm muted. I'm muted. Oh, hold on. Is it this one? Try again. Speak again. I can hear you. Uh, my volume was turned. Oh no, you can't see me there, can you? Hold on. Let me adjust. You're currently just a forehead. Mate, my hair so far back is a fucking five head at the moment. <laughs> oh. oh, but you knew when you were going bald when it was taking you longer and longer to wash your face. Yeah, <laughs> where does the face start <laughs> and the head begin? <laughs> the hair begin. Oh, oh, what me? What How a day. How are you, Mr. Fridge? I'm all right. I've just done a mammoth print session. Yeah, like, short of stopping for to piss. And uh well you uh, just piss yourself anyway, don't you? Well normally, yeah. Um, yeah, short of doing that. I, I I timed it. I started a little stopwatch. Um and I, f- uh, when I came in here it was five hours twenty seven minutes of constant printing. <laughs> yeah, it's a fruity one, isn't it? Yeah. How are your arms? I've got more to do. They're okay actually. Um Yeah. Yeah, even though it's like white plastisol, the um the ink that I've been provided, because they like they provided us the specific colours and that, it's really really nice. <laughs> like what is it? Unbe- unbe- I don't know what it is. It's some special mix that they made up. Um, oh, right. Special, but it's it's like it's a it's a white, but it's like a pantone white. So it's obviously mixed with something else. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's like super super like loose. Um, loose yeah. yeah, it's good, and it's um. I've got more to do. I've got a. Uh, yeah, hundred um, hundred t-shirts front and back, and obviously they all need print flash press, print flash printing. So it wasn't it wasn't a two minute job. Yeah. Um, yeah, but obviously amongst other things as well, I did some of the other little bits and pieces as well. But yeah, that's Thank the thing you. with the P- PFP, isn't it? Because it's like you, I mean, at least we do anyway. We charge it as a single color print. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> It's definitely it's, it's, not. It's actually it is a single single color print, but it's two spins on the press. Yeah, yeah. There's a so, fact. Yeah, yeah. So front, front and back on a hundred garments. Because the thing you think about it from like the customer's point of view, ninety nine percent of customers know fuck all about screen printing and don't care. Yeah. If you put it's a two color print or a two screen job on their invoice, they'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on a fucking second. It's mm. literally white on black, and then you have to go into the whole fucking rigmarole of explaining yeah. why it is. It's, it's just not worth it. Well, I think I might like. It's not so bad when you got a nice loose. This is how loose that ink was, right? I burned the the chest print on it, where it had quite a little bit of detail in it. So I burned two screens for that. I burned it on a fifty-five, like knowing that would be fine. And then I thought I'm going to try it on a seventy-seven and see what happens. Hmm. This plastisol passed through the seventy-seven like it was a forty-three. Yeah, it's so it's so like loose and and really like just a beautiful beautiful texture laid down perfectly flat. Hmm. Yeah, it was an absolute well, joy. We, we had this conversation the other day, didn't we? And it's I think that's I've come to realize that's one of the things that I love most about water-based 
is mm. I can like effortlessly use higher mesh counts. Yeah. To get like those really, really fine details in. Uh-huh. And like if I looked at like, I don't know, a 120 with white blasts on. Yeah. New. Like right off. But I, was... water base. I, I did it not too long ago. I mean, it was only a small run of shirts. It was like 25 shirts or something. Um uh, but it was on a 120, and some of these half tones were like literally like they were like dust specks, mm. and I got it all in there, and it was like it was a piece of pistol print. It was great. Yeah, that's what but you if want, if somebody said, "Oh, I, I want this, but I want you to do it in blaster salt," I just don't know. No. no. <laughs> yeah, anyway. we. I um. Yeah, but there was a bit of a snafu this morning with the ink. A snafu. Yeah, a little snafu. Yeah, uh, so I got provided the ink for this job, and um. I went and picked it up because I'm other bits to speak to the guy about. Picked it up. Then I said to him, I looked at the tub and it didn't look right, like what was written on the tub, but I didn't, it was circle, like the good quality ink. But I didn't yeah. know, like, I don't know anything about circle. So if you, you know what they name all these, um, all these yeah. uh, things, you never know, do you, if you're getting it right or not. Anyway, I thought, well, I'm sure it'll be fine. So I set the press up and everything and I opened the lid and I looked at it and it didn't look right. And I stirred it. It didn't smell right. So I Googled it. Thank <laughs> fuck I Googled it. Guess what it was? What? Plastisol discharging. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. And I, oh. I messaged him and I was like, um, do you know this is discharging? And he was like, no, no, it can't be. No, we, don't, we, we never use discharging. And I was like, well, it definitely is. <laughs> yeah. I Googled it. And it was like a full tub, like a gallon, a gallon tub of it. Um. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think my emulsion can take that discharge ink. I'm pretty what are you sure. Using? Screen Soul QT. Maybe it can. QT, you can, yeah. Oh, maybe you can't. Maybe I should have run it on that. Anyway, I've got the right stuff in the end. I mean, it would have had to have been in the dryer for about fucking three minutes as well. So. Yeah, yeah, that's not ideal. So, yeah, Joanna's got the job do, of banging and tagging like Oh, is she? Yeah. You're employing her. Yeah, she's going up to London at the weekend, and I said, "She said oh, I'm getting the you're, train." You're so, only allowed out if you yeah. do this. <laughs> <laughs> I said to her, I said to her, she said, oh, "I'm going up to London." This was like five minutes ago. I said, "I know you are." She said, "I'm gonna get the train." I said, "Why don't you drive?" She always drives. She said, "I just fancy a train so I can have a drink." I said, "Okay, cool." She said, "The ticket's gonna be thirty-five quid." I knew where it was going. She was gonna be like, "She's really careful with money." She was like, "Do you think I should spend the thirty-five quid?" So I said to her, "I." I instantly did the calculation in my head of how much time I'd want to spend bagging and tagging a hundred shirts. And I was like, I'll tell you what, when you get in later, because she's popped out, when you get in later, if you can bag and tag those and QC them, I'll pay for your train ticket. She was like, yeah, like she jumped it. And I was like, <laughs> she's going to regret that within five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But that's fine. But she, no, to be fair, she can sit and she can watch TV and do it. And it's, it's no drama. Is it? Yeah. She can just, she can if, just she does that, if she does that, she's not doing QC though. No, there is that, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I've QC them all anyway. They're all fine. No, They're all absolutely no. fine. I, I didn't mess up a single one. Like, there was no no misprints, nothing. Yeah, it doesn't happen often, does it? No, I always fuck one up normally. But, uh... Yeah. How's, how's your day been? Everything I do is perfect, mate. Yeah, I know. I'm... Especially <laughs> shed building. <laughs> yes. Okay. Is, it, is it all up now, your shed? Yeah, I literally finished it earlier. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that was a fucking bitch. 
Um, but yeah, I'm not paying the ne- Nexus doing that. So yeah, are you going to paint it as well? Yeah, but it has to have like uh, um, like a uh, protective coating. Yeah, that's it. Preservative. That's a food, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah, protective coating. Um, and it's it's coloured. Yeah, painting. Are you going to uh, paint flash paint it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, flash it in the sun. Um, but yeah, so that's up so we can start moving shit in there and then um, start moving the equipment back over. So, oh, fucking hell, what's going on? <laughs> Are you alive? Yes, I am. I've come, to, list- take your, come to take your soul. <laughs> For the listeners, Pav is just... What what the fuck did you even do there? Oh, just so the only the way light. I can describe it is like when you put a torch underneath your face in the dark. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty haunted. It's sort of Steve Jobs esque, though, isn't it? What's that? Who was that? Oh, and take that. It's like that Renaissance painter. What's his name? The one whose name is a really good score in Scrabble. It's fucking all. all what's his name? Google it. Google it quick. No, uh, Kiroskiro, is that it? Kiroskiro? He's even, he's, he was such a good master of light and dark that his name became synonymous with, like, that sort of thing. I'm sure it's Kiros, Kiroskiro. I've no idea, mate. I'm in, mate, I'm you're into art. Full. You're into art. I don't remember anything, though. I just go, oh, that looks nice. <laughs> Pretty. Just like, <laughs> to point, just like to point out, the iron still hasn't moved. <laughs> Iron making another guest appearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sitting on my shoulder like, the, like my um my what's it called? The, the, when you have your good your good one and your bad one, what are they called? The, 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 the conscious. That's it. Yeah, yeah. An angel. Like, yeah. yeah, it's good. What's, isn't it? what's on your other one then? The ironing board or uh, like uh, something completely the, different, like uh, like a spatula or something. I think, yeah, the the other side is the um window seal. <laughs> Well, I've got a windowsill or, or an ironing board. It's all right, isn't it? <laughs> oh, fucking oh hell. brilliant. Uh, brilliant. We've got Bailey's on today, haven't we? We do. We do. Good old Tristan. I'd just like to point out for the listener, I'd like to make... Um, Darcy makes up some episode notes and guides for uh, <laughs> <laughs> for every episode. And uh, there's always the notes at the start that I can sort of get a, a quick bracey of what's going on. And, um, yeah, and the first thing it says is episode guest notes. We, as in Inky Cow, printed for him, so he's got the best he can get in regards to screen printing, and there's no need for him to ever learn the really, 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 really difficult craft of screen printing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's such a big head. Fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> it just just made me chuckle. It just made me chuckle. Also, some of the names you give me in some of these notes makes me laugh as well. We haven't done that I don't this even week. Remember half of them. Oh, I've got oh, some. Well. I've got some from Scott's episode. Where is it? Oh, I've lost it. I've lost a bit of paper here. All on. I've got so many bits of paper here. If you uh, if you like and share and review the podcast. I might buy you a pint one day. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to get the most now, just because of that, because people yeah. do anything for a pint. Yeah, I saw it's a man eat a cigarette for a into... pint. <laughs> <laughs> this is turned into bribery now. Yeah, yeah. I'll buy 
you a pint, and I promise, I promise, I will you attempt not to it. dip my balls in it before you drink it. <laughs> <laughs> Teabag your pint before you drink it. Yeah. You'll know it's but oh. uh, it's it's much harder to do in a Guinness because there's always proof. It's like <laughs> it's like a thumbprint, but <laughs> a testicular thumbprint. Mm. Oh, it's like the, when they tried to do the clovers on the on the top of the Guinness, and there's just a nutsack. I, f- <laughs> I fucking hate that when they do that. Oh no. Uh, just give me the give me the fucking pint. I'm a bit yeah, I'm a bit super handsy when it comes to shit like that. I just uh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh. Anyway, um, Tristan's here and waiting. Okay, so, you're gonna be all chummy with him because you know him, aren't you? Yeah, I'm. I'm basically just gonna boot you out the second he gets here. <laughs> Is that right? I'll put you on mute. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay. I'll pretend to be a mime. <laughs> Pretend to be mime isn't great for a podcast, though, is it? Yeah. <laughs> At least I'm fucking juggling and fibre even. Can't, can't hear none of it. All, all of the, all of the, all of the silent activities. <laughs> Sit in the corner reading a really, really weird book, like all the shit you can't see. <laughs> oh, fucking hell! Right, let's get him in. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Hello, mate. Hi, how's it going? Not bad. How are you, mate? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm fine, thanks, Darcy. I'm Pav. <laughs> hey, Pav. Nice to meet you, mate. How are you doing? Uh, and you, mate, and you. Darcy's done nothing but slag you off. Um so. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Getting in no, his I'm way while he's while he was at work. <laughs> yeah. he's a good... No, I've seen I've seen the video that you guys have done. It's spectacular. Oh, I had nothing to do with it, man. I <laughs> know oh, that's why it's so good. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Thanks. Oh, I appreciate it. I uh, do uh, videos. Uh, one of my my major passions is really something like I'm literally editing a video right now. Um, just come off. Of, I'll have to save it. Sorry, otherwise I'll keep going back to it. And no, try no, and do, so, do, it while, do it while we're doing it. Like, <laughs> fucking hell, these guys are boring. <laughs> <laughs> For such a shit podcast, the guest managed to edit a video while we recorded it. <laughs> oh dear! I've just got to move some shit because my laptop's overheating, um, and I think it's because it's sitting on a cushion. Yeah, Pro tip: Don't put your laptop on a cushion. I'm not very, I'm not very technical with shit like this. You talk amongst yourselves for a second. <laughs> oh damn! My nipple, can you? What? <laughs> Hold on, I've got to move all this shit. Just for the, look. For the listeners, Pav is shoving his nipple into the camera. Not on purpose, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how are you anyway, mate? Where, whereabouts are you? Oh, it's because I've got so much. Uh, I've literally all I've done is tie <laughs> one square around the camera. Um, Pav, shut up. Oh, are you talking to me? No, his office is more interesting than where I am. I think. Where, oh yeah, oh yeah, because you're you're a nomad, aren't you? That, that the quick time? Oh, I don't like to put labels on things. <laughs> but uh, yeah, call it what you will. We, my my uh, partner and I, we travel in our van. We are nice. currently camped up in our camper van in Romania. We got here oh, a couple of days ago. <laughs> Um, just outside. Oh, I can't. I don't know. I'm not going to be able to pronounce the local town, which is the largest town. But 
we're in a village called uh, Dita, D-E-T-A. Um, and we're just on this like little farm stay slash homestay um, set up where there's a house at the end of this kind of um, track, which is her through her little garden. And she lives in the house with her husband and they're from Austria. And we've got to know them quite well. They've, they're really quite a nice couple. And they just have this space at the back of their yard where um, we can pay, I think we're paying about 10 euros a night. Um, but most of the time, though, we're, we're free camping. This mm. is the first kind of paid place we've stayed at for uh, since we left the UK. Well, we didn't, we weren't paying for anything at the UK, in the UK. We were living in the van then for, for three or four months. And then we came out 12, 12, I don't know, 14 days ago, we came out um, on this expedition and we're now in Romania. That's amazing. It's a very plush looking van that you're in. Thanks. I built it a few years ago with uh, my partner, Helen. She and I put about nine months of work into it. So it's literally your baby then? Yeah, we did everything ourselves. We, I mean, and we had no, um, we we didn't really have. I mean, I, I I was okay with DIY, but nothing. Like looking back, I was complete and utter. I was a complete and utter novice to DIY stuff. But we gave it a go, and we just we just, just gave it a go. And I mean. She won't like me saying this, but she didn't have she didn't know what the difference between a Phillips screwdriver and a flathead screwdriver was <laughs> when we first started out, and now she can do like a full electrical setup. Nice. She's sitting Amazing back. Right, she's yeah, sitting no, right that's there. What I was about to say. <laughs> in a van. This is the thing about living in a van is that there's no space. <laughs> there's nowhere to hide. We did we did we did an episode when I was on holiday with my missus, and she was in the bed next to me while we were recording. And um, I, I'm always slagging her off on here. Um, <laughs> it, it's really weird, like doing it when they're sitting next to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Such you the second the second it ended, and Pav took his headphones out. He got punched. Well, yeah, that used to be. <laughs> she was just building up that rage the whole way through a two-hour podcast. <laughs> it was fine. No, I, I didn't need punch. If you remember correctly, I was incredibly, incredibly uncomfortable that entire episode, and I was, I was a broken man after sitting on the floor and yeah. trying to prop myself up on the bed. I was, she could see that I was broken, and that was punishment enough, I think. <laughs> Oh, fuck it up. Right, anyway, um, so I know you, Pav knows you now. Uh, could you do us a little intro into to you and your brand? Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> Bailey's Bespoke is the, my brand. Uh, my, my sort of hobby turned into business, as it would be. I mean, we, Peter and I, Peter um, is a long-term friend of mine from school. We've known each other for years. Um, his name is Peter Bailey, hence the name. And he actually founded it um, by himself, by accident, simply by accident. And I can give you the marketing spiel of how we started, but I'll give you the honest, the honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah honesty um of what happened when we when he 
was <clears throat> he was basically just bored uh just just kind of trying to keep himself busy um and he got bought a machine by a mutual friend of ours and this this little machine got bought for him at a car boot sale for one pound and it was a hat spinning machine um well, one of those dudes that you turn the you turn the it... hand you turn the handle you f- you feed the yarn in and you meticulously um kind of knit it hand knit it into the machine and then you hand hand wind this mm, machine I've seen those yeah they're cool and it and it makes this tube of yarn tube you know basically like a tube hollow tube of of yarn and then you sew up the top you fold over the brim you do whatever you like but essentially you've got yourself a hat um you've got yourself a woolly hat now it it sounds easy (laughs) it sounds super easy and uh i can honestly say that um there's many people out there doing it but we went through he was giving them away as well like let's just say that as well he was giving them away to friends and family he gave helen and i a hat each and i just knew from from seeing him make it um that he was able to sell these hats i mean they were beautiful they were handmade they were colorful he was being able to use different yarns and materials and my instinct tell, taught, t- told me that look, let's just let's just give this a crack. Let's let's go fifty fifty, and we were just. I mean, this this is kind of where the marketing spill comes in. But we were in the pub and we were discussing these hats, and I was like, "Look, Peter, I can sell these hats. These hats will sell online with the right photography, the right." the content the right marketing strategy a website and setting up on etsy and all of those kind of things um i'm confident and there was nothing much to lose apart from you know a pound machine (laughs) um so we did we did some different things we added we added uh, new features kind of new yarns new colors um and I I just said that you just focus on the hats and I'll do everything else and we'll just go from there and we'll see what happens. And would you believe it? This was this was the this was a few months before COVID came came about. And obviously the year of COVID, uh online mark online sales, online traffic and online purchasing just went nuts. And we jumped on that like we were quite lucky. Obviously, mm. it was a good time, right time, right place. We jumped on that, and uh, without knowing really what kind of roller coaster ride it we were going on, um, <clears throat> and the hats they went down a treat. Um, we wanted to, we wanted to introduce um newer newer materials such as our alpaca range our merino woolly hat range new colors introducing like um i'll have to send you guys some because you'll see like what i mean but we put on a little leather label um of the 
kind of embossed our logo into it. Um, and that leather accidentally started our leather range <laughs> as well. <All> right. because, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of accidents we, here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, loads of accidents, but all kind of like... Um, yeah, yeah, the theme of our company is just we all just had a bloody accident and, it, <laughs> and it's still going. <laughs> I've had plenty of accidents in the pub, but uh, they don't normally make me any money. <laughs> no. Well, this was probably the most stressful inducing accident I've ever had. Uh, and I'm saying that I don't have kids. So. so so are the hats still made that way then? They're still made with little... The hats, the hats are still made by that by, by that method. Um okay. They are, yeah, they are. Have you have you upgraded the machine, or is it still the same one then? No, no, the machine wore out after <laughs> we were... <laughs> the machine. The original machine wore out. We can get about one hundred and fifty per machine, and then we have to go and buy another one. And the yeah, we've been through quite a few. Um, is that just like the mechanisms in it just die then, sort of thing? Yeah, pretty much um the little the, it's all it's all made of um plastic at the moment they are we did we have been through a few but what we did do was we were sick and tired one because of the cost and two it was just waste so we actually got some bits 3d printed to oh, nice. make the machine better um yeah. we we've gone through a few different motors motors as well by um 3d print, printing a part for the handle the handle part was just it was just a bearing basically and we kind of designed a piece and got that 3d printed and then attached a attached a motor um which actually blew up the machine <laughs> so we had to, <laughs> <laughs> that didn't go that didn't go very well actually um so we had to go find a like a higher torque machine but a lower speed and yeah, we were. It was just basically just to keep up with the demand. Um, and we were just trying to trying to find the perfect solution. The next thing we we would do is, you know, get an industrial hat yeah. machine. Um, I think I think, you know, it, we are we're not we're not. Yeah, I mean that would be the next step, but we're not. We're not. It's amazing, really, when you think about like step. you've had this machine and it's broken so many times, and then you've managed to get parts made for it purely because of three D printing. I mean, if you'd gone to someone and said, "Can you manufacture this part for me?" like five, mm. ten years ago, they would have probably laughed at you and gone like, "No, it's not worth our time. Not worth, not worth mm. the money, sort of thing." Now, I... if you know someone that's got a three D printer, you're laughing, aren't you? Or if you get one yourself. Mm. Mm. And it's basically yeah, yeah. managed to keep you making hats for how well hat three years now, four years? Um four years now, coming up four years. That's how many how, that's how long we've been making the hats for. Yeah. Yeah. How, uh, how, how many hats do you reckon you've made using that using those things on estimate? Oh uh, thousands. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're in we would be into the thousands. Yeah. Yeah. Um maybe maybe six to seven thousand off the top of my head yeah just from well, just from one person spending a quid one day 
from one person spending and i'll tell you what actually I, I i can't name the bloke that bought peter this because he actually makes his own hats and sells them on etsy as well now um, <laughs> 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 oh, we we've we found his store online once and i was like oh damn it like it's bound to happen i mean we we obviously spread the word about our brands all the time on socials on personal socials and he is a mutual friend as i said so we stumbled across his his hats and like you know it's it's good like i'm it's it's good to see like what kind of thing we've done has made him want to do mm. his own thing as well um we had a we had a similar thing. We had um we had Scott from uh Huclo and Hucult on on the previous episode and he was using a baker to make all his donuts and then he went to the baker and they were like, No, no, I'm not, I'm not, I can't give you as many donuts as you want now. And he, the baker was like selling donuts to other people that were trying to do the same thing. And he was like, I'm buying like <laughs> thousands of donuts off this guy. But he was like, No, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on the smaller ones. It's it mind mind absolutely mind boggling when he told us that, but that's basically what forced him to go out and like do it by himself. But yeah, mm. it's crazy. Yeah, and now he owns a bakery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's oh. that is, that's the thing, isn't it? It's uh, it's what what I mean. Obviously, one one guy doing hats isn't going to be. It's no skid off my teeth. There's thousands mm. of people doing hats in Asia, yeah, and across the world. Um. You know, but I, th I is, think there's something is, to be is. said for kind of like the I guess like the homegrown kind of like handcrafted stuff and I think that's something that you guys are big on in particular isn't it it's like I, I mean personally I really like all that and it's like I see so much more value in what you do than I don't know a brand that's going to Asia and getting 10,000 beanies made up or whatever you know there's yeah there, there's just a lot more like soul that goes into that sort of thing <clears throat> and that's something for mm. me that like really makes brands stand out and i think a, a lot of the brands that we've had on it like pr pretty much all the brands we've had on it because we're speaking to kind of business owners that are, are passionate about the things that they're doing like it really really comes across um but so with the um like the leather stuff then mm. how did that actually all happen <laughs> Well, as you can probably guess, by accident. <laughs> <laughs> what what was the, the uh, kind of like learning the, curve with it? Why did you the like, learning curve? The biggest learning curve I had was was read read online what square foots actually are, what a square <laughs> foot is. Uh the that's the biggest learning curve I've taken. Forget everything else. I, I, we were putting. I'm guessing we were, you bought too much leather. We we were putting <laughs> leather labels onto our hats, and this is what I wanted to send you to see. We use probably about that. I mean, for the listeners, it's about two inches by, I don't know, an inch. What? Let's say that. Which is a perfectly acceptable size, listener. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chode, chode face. <laughs> <over it. Yeah. laughs> so that's uh, uh, that. That's what we put onto our hats. Now I bought fifty-five square foot of this leather. Um, Back in hell, and it literally went over the driveway. I mean, yeah, it's like it was ten foot by five foot, isn't it? <laughs> it's it was a it was an awful lot, 
and with the <laughs> amount that we use per hat, we we still have some now. We're still using it. <laughs> and when did you buy that? <laughs> this I bought this like at least two years ago. <laughs> oh, <good laughs> um. So the leather came about basically from that hide, that one hide of it was a chrome tan it was about i mean uh it was a about fucking big one... cow on it yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean you could get you can get so much out of a cow these days i mean a cow feeds a thousand people is that how many people a cow feeds yeah you can get a thousand meals out of a cow yeah and That's a lot can... of meals there's a lot of meals a cow also produces leather which is the substitute product of meat Hmm. and obviously there's a lot of like people that don't like you know eating meat and stuff like that out there but there's one thing i'd say is that like leather is the substitute product of the meat industry and that's mm-hmm. why it's there but um we i just started making key rings from it and key rings were pretty easy to make the leather w- w- was was usable it wasn't the best but i was learning and i was like loving it i was loving every minute of making i don't know how many i made maybe a hundred keyrings um sourcing the hardware the rivets the, the split rings um i wanted this all the hardware to be like matte black so i went through quite a few different like varieties of it branded them and just went from there really and they were quite good they went quite well people liked a hat they got keyring they kind of liked that and then uh, it soon kind of spiraled out of control and i was it, buying it is hilarious that you went from using an inch by a two inch piece of leather and you were like shit we've got too much leather let's make something else out of leather so you picked something else that's also incredibly small to make out of leather yeah <laughs> well i didn't want to i'm cheap as well so you've got to you gotta understand i didn't want to go and ruin a load of it i wanted to cut up quite small bits and try and make oh. something out of it and oh. i did go yeah i mean it went from about four by one inch two by one inch to about four by one inch (laughs) again an acceptable size (laughs) yeah but as you can see this progression was growing it was growing Mm. and now yeah i mean now we're buying italian veg like top grain veg tan leather from uh tuscany we're getting that we're getting a few different kind of varieties of leather from from tuscany uh yeah i mean the stuff that we use we we can be we can be very very um cautious in what we buy um mm. i go to my supplier and i pick it up directly from him and i r- unroll it i check if there's any marks and we can buy it at a reasonable price in a small amount so we can get some like some of the top top stuff top leather yeah i mean the stuff that's out there presumably you know the technical terms for all the different grades of leather now then yeah yeah do you want to explain them because yeah because it's quite simple it's quite simple you have top grain full grain and then you have your kind of like genuine leather 
mm. and that's with quotations and then you have your like suede and where the whether where the fibers of the leather get closer to the outside the tighter they become the stronger they are and the less they're, they're shorter fibers and they kind of entwine tighter so you get a much much tougher leather the closer to the skin you get the 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 top part of it the top grain um and that's that's you know it's 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 quite easy there's kind of if you ever buy something from i don't know um i don't want to sag any brands off but do it if you ever buy <laughs> a a leather wallet from certain companies uh on the high Top street shop. let's say let's let's go with top shop there we go shots fine <laughs> I, I said it i said it it's fine they say they it. say it's genuine leather which is yeah. true right it's genuine leather but it's 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 crap honestly mm. it's it you could you could almost tear it apart it's uh yeah. loosely does it it feels a bit like a lot of the time it feels leather. a bit like plasticky yeah. and you can yeah well they coat it as well yeah exactly Um, when when i worked in a shoe shop when i was a teenager um there was a rep used to come around and bring all like the new shoes and stuff around and show oh this is what we got this for sale it's an independent shoe shop and uh whenever he came around he'd like bring a box of like leather shoes i think and this is your leather and you go and here's your spray and there was basically a spray that made it smell more like leather because the first people, the first thing people do when they pick, even if it's not a leather shoe, like they'll mm. pick it. If it looks like leather, the first thing I do is mm. smell it and go leather. Right. So he yeah. says that this this company put a, specifically it manufactured. Smells like beef. It smells like beef. <laughs> yeah. It's specifically manufactured this leather-like perfume for shoes, basically. And we, whenever we'd put one out, we you'd like spray inside the box and close the lid up, and then if someone yeah. opened it up, we'd be like. Oh, that's good leather. <laughs> it wasn't. It was fake. <laughs> it didn't matter because yeah. they smelt it, so they, they were they, they, they bought into it. I mean, yeah. I don't I th- think. I, th- I, I mean, think what Pav is in... trying to say here is Pav was a scam artist. <laughs> Mate, I still am. <laughs> yeah. Absolute con man. Yeah, man. You know it. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny you say that. I mean, we've had. I've I've had my workshop door open and not doesn't get a lot of footfall outside, but like the odd occasion when a postman or something comes comes by, um, they they always they always like they they kind of like it kind of hits you at the door and then they go, oh. <laughs> that's <laughs> that that smells great, <laughs> um. Yeah, and you, I get used to it. Like every time I open the box that has my leather mm. in it, it's it's one of those kind of rich smells that mm. it does. It is a good smell. Like, coffee, coffee's a great smell. Leather's a great smell. I think what else is a good smell? Bacon. But well, everyone everyone likes their own vintage. <laughs> We're aware of that. Not if you live in a van. <laughs> True that. Oh, I'm well, sure your other yeah. outfit has something to say. Yeah, yeah. There's some there's some smells in the van going. That <laughs> we'll presume oh, they're from you. We won't be rude. 
yeah, 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 yeah. All, all me, all me. Yeah. What the, what the hell are we talking about? No, no, no just it, it's always it's a sin to this. It's the same with printing, though. It's like whenever we have, like, obviously you were there at our unit, and it wasn't too smoky, to be fair, because it was quite a, a, a short run of teas. But like, I've had people come to pick up teas before, and it's like after a run of like two or three hundred shirts, and it's like, and I don't notice it because I'm standing in there. But they'll walk in and they'll be like, "Fuck it, it's like there's fog in it, and it's like, and you literally just can hardly see through it. It's just like the, <laughs> the steam and vapor coming off the inks and everything. It's like I'm in a, it, like I'm in a fucking steam room." So yeah, it must look weird from the outside, like people walking past with their dogs and that. It's like, what the fuck is he doing in there? Yeah, <laughs> starting a fire, having a little sauna. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> inviting my oh, friends dang. over. So how do you how do you manage to do all this while you're on the road? Then, like, are, you, are you manufacturing in the van and then shipping things out, or you just leave yeah. it to someone else? Yeah. So I I actually I make all the leather goods myself. He mm. does all the hats. He does all of them in Scotland, and I do all of the leather stuff in the van. That's an awesome so, setup. That um, under our bed, I have two big plastic containers. Um, ones for the leather, ones for like tools and other other bits. And then I have just other storage boxes inside for other bits and pieces. Like um, I've actually managed to bring a an arbor press which is quite a big heavy chunky machine <laughs> to, they're, they're to, big to old things <laughs> they're massive <laughs> and that embosses the logos and then i actually went off and i bought a clicker press and the clicker press was to replace the arbor press now uh i've brought both of them with me <laughs> I've, got, <laughs> I've got both of them in the back under the bed with all the other two i mean there's there's literally there's nothing left there's no space at all left in the back under the bed of our van and i i only have like one person to thank for that and that's that's my my missus because she <laughs> she sacrificed so much for me to bring all of that stuff with us uh, it's, it's a, so you like you literally on the road you're like right i've got a bunch do you make them to order or do you make a bunch batch of them and then put them up for sale uh, we i did i did do a batch when i was in the uk um so pete peter's got stock right now of of pretty much everything um but we do a lot of custom orders as well so the stuff on our site that's um that we designed and that started to sell well and they've remained on there but then we do, yeah, as I say, custom orders, wallets with coin pouches or zipper purses or all sorts, really. So we have a lead time of maybe three to four weeks. And when I send stock back to Pete every month, I send those with them. And then he then dispatches. I was going to say, like, do, I was going to ask, do you do dispatch from where you are? But I suppose sending it all in one, you're sending one parcel yeah, yeah, to go yeah. through customs once rather than yeah. shitloads of little ones. Yeah, exactly. So last year we were out for eight months in Europe doing. Uh, we went all the way down to Montenegro, um, and I was I was sending stock out to, I was sending stock back to Pete. While so we were in Croatia, Slovenia, Austria, um, yeah, all, all over really. And I'll do the same this year. Do you ever sell anything while you're out there to people as well, though? 
Yeah, a few things. Yeah, I mean, we were developing a small little keyring. Darcy, you know what I mean. That yeah, small yeah. black keyring that gifted you that. That I developed whilst I was out here last year, out, out in Europe last year, and I was. I've got this set up. I've got this like kind of fold up big table, and it had to be quite a chunky one to hammer the stuff into anyway. But got this out like I'm either beach in Croatia, uh, free camping kind of spot. Really, really nice. Like, I mean, it's it's these are moments which I kind of love. You know, the sun's out. I'm in the shade. I've got my leather stuff going out, and I'm making these key rings, and then it always attracts attention. People always like, what the hell is this guy doing? So anyway, this German family came over and literally cleared me out of the key rings. And I, I kept, I, I was like, okay, well, I've got to order now more hardware. Peter's got to send me more so I can at least photograph these to put them online. Hmm. They came back the next day and I had all their key rings and a couple of wallets for them ready. And yeah, I mean, people, once they start to see what I'm doing, yeah, they are like, well, this is this is unique. This is quite a nice souvenir. Or it's just I bought a wallet off this mad bloke that lives in a van. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a bit of both. Are good, to be fair, though. Yeah, it's probably a bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. I feel a little bit like that when uh, when I'm at the unit and it's like because like we have so many dog walkers go by and everything and i've literally lost count of the amount of times people come right up to the window and they're like <laughs> and they'll just stare at you they won't yeah. say anything they won't like wave or anything like that they'll literally just stare and it's like it's a bit weird now can you go away but i've, I've had people actually come into the unit and just stand there and just watch me print before and it's like yeah it's I mean, it's a bit different if you're on a beach, I think, but if you're actually going into somebody's workspace and just staring at them, that's yeah, like, that's, are you going to kill odd. me? Like... That's quite odd. Well, we've got this weird stage in like human history where most people don't know how most things are made. If that sounds, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, but mm. the, not not that long ago, everyone had, say the 1900s, for example. I think most people then probably had a good understanding of how most things were made and how to maintain things and like... And, and clothing like people like fix or repair their own clothing or make their own clothing or whatever and we just we're just not like that now so anytime we see something that mm. is not in our sphere of knowledge we're like look at the shiny shiny what's he doing what's he mm. doing <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm yeah i mean it's true it's very very true and i am pleased that you brought that up because it's what our kind of brand represents you know mm. the reason why I got you, Darcy, to print my T-shirts is because I could come to your workshop and film you making them and put the film together of mm. Helen drawing them, you printing them, and then obviously my mate wearing them. And I try and put, I try and make everything transparent with our company. Um, there's no gimmicks. There's nothing. There's nothing to hide behind when I'm making stuff. If I fuck up a wallet at the end of the process by stitching the punching holes at an angle that goes either in the bin or in the scrap bin you know mm. i have to make another one um but uh yeah people don't know how things are made these days and i'm hoping to try and 
Peter and I are hoping to try and make a dent in in that kind of fast fashion industry. Yeah. Fair enough. So on that then, kind of where, where like, I guess hypothetically over the next like 12 months, where do you want to push Babies Bespoke to? I imagine your <clears throat> kind of plans are kind of to continue doing what you're doing with like living in the van and traveling and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Are there any kind of, I guess, concrete plans to do, I guess, more with Babies Bespoke? Like- yeah. So um, our, our, our plans this, this year are to, um, I mean, it's already starting as well. We're, we're, we're kind of making hayway with, with this project is to actually start to make custom things, custom items such as luggage tags, bookmarks, key rings, passport holders for companies and go down the route of b2b the other aspect is stocking in shops and stores we've had interest with tailors in the past and we want to try and reach out and get our get our products into into stores um and then How, how's uh, the production going to work with that then because presumably you, you you're only one guy you can't make yeah. two guys effectively you can't make everything can you well there's only one way to find out really <laughs> <laughs> oh first we're, we're like that we're like that as printers and it's kind yeah. of like you get a big job come through and it's like can i can i actually do this mm, <laughs> it's like yeah. yeah it's a lot of money i'm gonna say yes and then like you spend the next week like printing till like 3 a.m and it's yeah. like yeah i should not have done this <laughs> I, I, do you know what like, I, I get... like looking back it, it like in hindsight it's great and it's like it's a really great experience but it's just like not every day yeah yeah i i but yeah i mean look there will be a point where we're we're at our capacity. Hmm. Um, there will be a, I mean, yes, there will be a point where we're at our capacity, but there will always be options down the road. Uh, like I've had to, I've had to always think about this, like bigger machines, quicker machines, um, sewing machines for wallets, sewing machines for sewing leather goods and things like that. There's, um efficiencies to be made with what we do with it doesn't actually affect the quality it's just financial investment um and there's also my balance between travel and this brand as well because i couldn't put a stitching machine in this van you could always (laughs) tow a trailer i could always tow a trailer that's not the first time it's been suggested (laughs) You can uh, always buy a bus. <laughs> look, an old schoolie or something. That would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like a full on, full on mm. workshop. You could have your I living mean, room upstairs and all the workshop stuff downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no end to the limits on fans. I mean, I watched a guy on YouTube the other day who has like a full on welding rig with a crane on the back of his <laughs> school schoolie and he lives in the front. And it's this is a completely mobile. I'll send you the link to it. It's absolutely unreal. Yeah, this guy's set it up like it's uh, a spaceship in the front, and 
yeah he's gone to the <laughs> he's gone very much like he's a welder and he wants to travel so if he can do it it, it can be done too that's crazy well, though isn't it I want to go. can you imagine being in an accident with that thing though Oh, I mean, the thing weighs like. Fucking up, where tons, does your mind go, Pav? <laughs> no, I just <laughs> can't help it. I'm just, you know, doom and doom and gloom, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> just, just imagine dying. <laughs> <laughs> imagine if you left your handbrake off and it fell off a cliff. Oh, that would be terrible, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be awful. That would be awful. That's why I always leave that my van in gear. But yeah. The um, yeah, as I said, the capacity limits will be, you know, will be a problem which I'll have to figure out. You touched on it earlier. It's not. It's not so much the capacity. It's it's keeping the same quality. Yeah, that that's yeah, exactly. that that's that's the issue. Um, and it's, I think it's an issue many companies have 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 had. Many brands mm-hmm. have had. And sometimes, really, the only way you can keep the quality is to keep the number low. This mm-hmm. is this is it's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, if you've got enough people still wanting to buy them, you know, I saw a thing on I mean, on TikTok the other day. In... Do you want me to go? Are you going to go? Are you going to talk over me? Is it my go, right? <laughs> a lady. She was um. She made these like uh, uh, sweatshirts and hoodies or whatever it was, and she'd hand embroider like that uh, there'd be a word on it and then she'd hand embroider flowers inside the letters of the word after marking it all out and she did one or two mm-hmm. and put them up and she said i'm just gonna open my order book up and then once i've got enough work there i'll close it and within 24 hours she had to close it because she had eleven thousand orders <laughs> <laughs> and she said the, the, the rate she makes them she has enough work Not there. that much <laughs> yeah, she has enough work there yeah. for five and a half years and people was really like emailing her saying because just because of the speech, because they're all done by hand. And, yeah. so they're, and they're all, every single one is unique. They're not like, it's not something you can just like make multiples. Like they're all someone's name or a phrase or whatever. And then she has to work out where she's going to do the flowers and this and that. She's like, people like saying, oh, I've got, I've, I really need one for my friend's birthday in two weeks. And she's like, well, you can have one in five years in two weeks, but you can't, you can't, you can't have one now. It's insane. But the people yeah. are willing to pay it. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I think there's like massive similarities between kind of what 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 you're doing and I guess what me and Pav do as well. Is just, I think we we spoke about it a little bit when you when you came to the came to the studio, and it was like th- there's always like a next like upgrade or a next investment to like mm. make what you do either either better or kind of like just be able to manage your time better, be more time efficient, mm. um, or increase quality, and it's like. I think with what you do, obviously with like with like the leather stuff, I think obviously the the technology is probably it's a lot simpler, isn't it? Really, it's kind of like you have your your sewing machines and your your stamps and stuff like that. Um, but like, yeah, it's, it's it's just mental when you get into the those spheres of like, okay, where how can I take my business to the next level? And that is going to be one of the questions we're going to ask you in a little bit. So I don't necessarily <laughs> want an answer, but like yeah it it just gets a bit fucking crazy like we're at a stage where since like we last spoke so we've made the decision to move out of our unit um and we're going to be moving the business back home temporarily until we can find somewhere that we can basically have a bit of a retail space and production space mm-hmm. um so the idea is to have essentially a shop in the front 
um and then we work out the back sort of thing um but it's just obviously finding space and kind of building up the capital to actually go and do it sort of thing mm-hmm. um but in order to do that the unit obviously costs a lot of money it's mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah it's trying to think in terms of like what are the what are going to be our like building blocks for kind of success whether it's like equipment or like time management and stuff like that like because ideally i want to keep my like current setup but in another realm i'm like if we do move to a retail space it's like can i fit an auto in there (laughs) (laughs) and start producing a lot more and it's like then the the question comes into it of like okay can i maintain the consistency and quality if i i do go up that level while still remaining kind of on this i know i'm going off at a right fucking tangent here but kind of maintain that kind of like quality and consistency with it being just me if i upgrade all those pieces of equipment you know without adding other bodies because it's like i don't I don't have a trust issue with people or anything like that, but it's like, I, I think I struggle to let people into like, like my baby sort of thing. Like, you know, mm. this is my thing. These are my processes. This is how I do things. You're one of those kids that didn't share his toys in the play park, aren't you? No, I'm, no not at all. <laughs> no, because I, you, mate, you know me. I'm, I'm, oh, I, know, like, I'm, I know. I'm more than willing to like share information and work with other people and stuff like that. But when it comes to like my own stuff, it's like people like to not listen. And if it's my stuff, I would like you to fucking listen, you know? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know where this is going. I've now imagine having, I do, imagine having yeah. that problem while spending eight months a year not in the country. <laughs> I do understand. I understand exactly where you're coming from, though, there, because hmm. that, uh, that, that is what, I mean, look, even the most granular things like copywriting Instagram posts I've had, um i've had other people do and i will like check it and just just like you know ma- micromanage those things and that you know if i was to even think about getting other people to make my leather goods it, it wouldn't be a quick two-week course i would have them be making leather goods for as long as i've done it to, um, until i was happy to sell my own leather goods yeah and in which case they'll probably just sell their own bloody leather goods so <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, that's uh, the it, risk is that's I'd, the I'd risk love to bring somebody in and like train them up and stuff like that yeah to, you know to kind of take over sort of from what i'm doing or just be a second me sort of thing mm. it's like the second they get to the level where they're kind of capable of doing it themselves because i've had it and it's like why the fuck do I want to work for somebody else? Mm-hmm. You know, I hate working for other people. I really do. And I'm saying this as someone who works for part-time for somebody else as well. And I hate working for other people. Like, you know, it's not, I hate the work. It's just that kind of like lack of freedom mm-hmm. from like being able to make your own decisions, whether they be good or bad. Like I've made plenty of bad business decisions. Like, a, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to admit that. I made some really fucking poor business decisions in the past. Yeah, like, do you remember uh, that time you asked me to be on the podcast as a co-host? <laughs> but thankfully, the podcast isn't a business, so that's all right. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, I think if I hadn't made those decisions, it's kind of like, I don't know, I'd probably be worse off, I guess, because I'll make those mistakes a bit further down the line. Like, again, I don't know where I'm going with this. Um <laughs> It's that yeah. kind of um, 
yeah, that kind of thought process behind offloading any sort of hmm. manufacturing is yeah. there's options out there. Yeah, there are. Like there's I mean I just recently um I I kind of like got a flight to Sofia and then got an overnight train to Istanbul and then I traveled around Istanbul and Sofia for a for a week in January and I saw some guys in Istanbul on the European side I was walking up and down these like kind of high streets and these guys were making leather goods and they were they were very very good and very very similar they had the same clicker press is actually why I bought mine is because I saw this this young lad using it and he was about my age and there's options there in the future for me and my business I think like if I was to outsource and have and have certain things made not everything like um I've taught Pete how to make smaller leather goods all the stitching I still do but He's making the smaller leather goods whilst making the hats and doing all the logistics. And then there's the uh, the kind of the, the, the sharing of the workload there. And then if we're going to outsource, I mean, your T-shirts, T-shirts we've got are the first product we've ever launched that we don't make. I was just about um, to ask that. What, what made you decide to step into the world of T-shirts then? Well, this is a very... Tell us about the the accident. (laughs) With the order. Well, it wasn't wasn't by accident. It was actually one of the the, the most careful, considered decisions that we made. And this is very much a toe dipped into the big pool of garments and clothing. But we've been asked, you know, do you do T-shirts? And it was like, how many times are we going to say no? before we actually can say yeah we do and this is the link to them or whatever and um i mean it 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 was kind of like we were thinking about this last september time and i was like well let's just focus on christmas we there's no point launching a t-shirt now let's try and get it ready for april may time to start like ranking and stuff and then it'll be ready for the summer so that's why we did it, basically. And I've always wanted to put my mark on a t-shirt. I wanted, I mean, I have done t-shirts in the past, but basic, basic ones, you know, like um, for other other kind of projects. But something very much with a bit of character, very personal. I got Helen to actually draw the artwork out on paper, which. I mean, yeah, good, good. A lot of hours went into the actual artwork and then I digitalized it. Um, and that's where we got, that's where we got the uh, kind of design from. It's very strong out yeah. of the gate, what you've done with those t-shirts, having watched that video about 8 million times. It's, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a great video. Listeners, you have to go and, yeah. listeners, sorry, listener, you have to go and, um, you have to go and watch a video after the podcast. You have to go and watch a little, little video. It's fantastic. It's really, uh, yeah. I mean, you're. It's annoying how talented you are with your leather and your building camper vans and your making videos and. Well, it's just I basically because I'm trying to say is he's very jealous. 
I quit my job. Don't get jealous. I I quit my nine to five job a few years ago, and I realized I had a fuckload of time. (laughs) I was I was like in the industry anyway. Mm. I used to film at my previous job. I was like a creative director for a company in Dorking, in Surrey. That um, that was a super fun job, and I've been in the world of media content creation and marketing for five or six years maybe longer definitely photography for longer but um and then like i we we were actually going to move to asia and then covid hit and this was even this was before Bailey's bespoke was even discussed and thought about but helen and i were going to move to asia we were going to live in Chiang Mai for about a couple of months, renting somewhere, doing our freelance work. Um, and then COVID hit. So we decided to build a van instead and and live this lifestyle. Do you feel uh, like everything sort of all of your skills and experiences have just sort of converged to this one point by accident? Or do you think it's like a, you know what I mean? Like it seems like you obviously you got the practicality from doing the van and that's that's gotta help when it comes to like making things out of leather and and uh and your hats or whatever and then you've obviously got the experience of making the videos and the photography side of things and it's sort of all happened at the right time isn't it and then you got you know obviously you on you're in when people were buying things online mm. well yeah look i mean there's I mean, I'll be honest. YouTube is is a gold mine. That's we, fantastic, we, isn't we, it? We, we built this van on YouTube, basically mm. off of YouTube videos. Who, um, oh, who, who, who was your favorite, um, favorite van lifer person? There's, uh, a, there's a guy in Detroit who builds a load of them, um, uh-huh. and he he builds one and he bakes it. I can't remember what his name is, but he makes like his nest or something. He's got some weird name. He makes one and he films the whole thing being made. Yeah, and then he sells it at the end of it, and the person, obviously, the person who he sells it to, is someone that's been watching all the videos, which is what oh, a fantastic nice. business model that is. So yeah, they know yeah. they don't have to ask him any questions about it, like whatsoever. They turn up, give him the keys, like pay the yeah. money, and they, and then he starts on the next one. It's really really cool. Yeah, yeah. that's a good. Business is there anyone 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 in particular that you um, that you watch? Because I've watched a lot of van videos. <laughs> yes, there's a guy called Greg Virgo, who's. Mm the most non-YouTuber YouTuber going. Nice. Um, but in in everything that he's put out there is so methodical. It's, it's it, He's honestly like the best person to watch on YouTube if you're building a van. Um, and then you've got other couples. Like there's a young couple that kind of started their YouTube career when we, we, we actually tried to film and put our stuff on YouTube as well. We have some videos of our van build on there and literally about 15 minutes before this call i'm editing our our kind of serbia border crossing which is going to go go on youtube and the uh but this couple this young couple they did maybe three or four maybe five vans last year and they're quite transparent and they put out that they just they made like a hundred grand in profit um, buying these vans, making them into livable homes and selling them. And they're called the Van Vicious Project. 
they're super super quite quite fun to watch actually because they're um um they're, they're quite funny they're quite funny and also quite uh they went to the states and bought a schoolie and then they nice. traveled in it and then sold it and then what they spent on their travels they made back plus more then came back bought two vans and i think they're just still, they're just still going like what they're doing yeah. is awesome i watched a cool video about someone with a school bus and they you know the school buses on certain seats they have the um where the wheel the wheel arches come in and they put a false floor in completely covered where the wheel arches were and the false floor yeah. had all the insulation and all storage in it and yeah. then they cut the sides of the roof all the way around and raised it because obviously they lost a lot of space when they put the false floor in so they yeah. made the vehicle higher but yeah, it yeah. just it just looks like a stretched school bus but because wow. it, it's quite a small it's quite a short one you see they didn't go for a long one, they went for one of the smaller ones so they can yeah. stand up fully in it even with the false floor in it and they've got the yeah. storage underneath it, it looks it looks weird like it's a weird looking bus but yeah. what, what i mean the amount of effort they went to and two of them raised that roof themselves they literally yeah. they they built their own they built their own jacking system for it and cut a bit each time and then screwed up the jack and then the next bit and all the way around. Amazing. And then after that was all done, they then they then measured all the glass themselves. Remember the glass made, which is like it, it's so easy to fuck glass up; it's unreal. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it's a, a, a crazy what people do in these vans now. What was their channel called? Are they do they oh, document that? Yeah, it's oh. all on there. I can't remember. It's I'll have, to have a look. Yeah. yeah, they paint. They painted it purple afterwards, which I think was a bit of a. <laughs> I that, that didn't do much for me, but no, yeah, it's, it's it's a cool. If I can dig the link out, I'll find. I'll I'll send it to you. Yeah, I mean, we only saw one schoolie bus last year out, out of our whole travels. I mean, we saw some massive coach coach built buses in Germany, and they are the Germans love like. <laughs> their mobile homes they they have ones with cars in the back and everything but this I, I, I know I, I i my other job is i run a caravan park <laughs> so oh, do you? Yeah. whereabouts like down, down, down on the southeast coast and uh, one that yeah. I, I have most of our because of where we are we're like yeah. probably 30 minutes from the euro tunnel and um right so most of our trade used to be people coming off the euro tunnel after driving through europe and then they'd stop yeah. us for a night and then they'd go to their travels around the UK and then yeah. we'd get them on the way back. They'd end up staying with us before they went. And yeah. one of two of the most batshit crazy things I've ever seen, one guy turned up and it was, I'm not joking, it was basically a tank. It's the only way I can describe it. It had like six wheels. It was fucking huge. It had the back drop yeah. down. It was like something from Thunderbirds. The back dropped down and you had a smart car inside it that you drove out. There was wow. motorbike straps yeah. to the side of it. The whole like it was like a proper like you could you could survive the apocalypse in this thing. And I thought at the time that is the most batshit crazy thing I'm ever going to see in this job. And then probably three days after this, I heard this noise coming up the road, and I was like, "It's a tractor." So what? Why is there a tractor coming on the park? And these two guys, I'm not joking, had driven tractors, old tractors, like. 30s and 40s tractors from southern Germany <laughs> all the way to a tractor show they were going the tractor show they were going to in the Midlands, right? Wow. And it had taken them two weeks just to get to us. That's how slow <laughs> these were. He said they they can't they basically couldn't break 12 miles an hour. That was as quick as they could go. And I was like, that, I mean, that's batshit crazy enough, right? Until you look right. at the actual caravans they had, one of them, it was literally literally a shed. 
bolted to some wheels. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't well, a he, was pull, he was pulling it. Yeah, he was just. He was just pulling a shed. Oh and the other God, guy had amazing. like a had like a weird. It was obviously a caravan of sorts that he'd fiddled and fucked about with, and it was like the, it looked weird to start with, and then they're just pulling. It's like wacky races. The best way to describe it, but really, really <laughs> slow. <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I saw when they pulled up. I, I I didn't charge him. I said I can't charge you. It's like, it's, I just couldn't. It was it oh, was amazing. too bizarre, too bizarre. Oh, oh wow, brilliant. yeah. I mean the we <laughs> the scrutiny thing we saw was. I mean I got a video of it and I filmed it and it's just it just keeps on going through the screen. It feels like it goes on for miles. This thing was so so long. I, I can. I, 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 my uh, reference to feet isn't very good, so I won't give you an exact measurement of feet <laughs> or this bus. <laughs> Probably 55 bit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, we didn't see anything crazy like that. Nothing as nothing as crazy as a shed being there, pulled there, by. There, there, are, there, are, there are, I'm trying to find a picture of it. There are some weirdos out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, on um, back on Bayless Bespoke, then. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, that's what you're here for. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, obviously we started or touched on it a little bit earlier. Is what in a hypothetical world, kind of what would you add that you think could give you guys like a boost and kind of take you to, I guess, that next level? Um, I think. I think the the kind of we've done some work on efficiencies already this year. I I plan to do more. Once that's, I mean, as that is improving, the B two B side of things is looking like it will be our next kind of like side thing going with it. Um, it's not going to be generally advertised on social media or things like that there will be a page on our website with forms and things but like honestly speaking it will be it will be uh reaching out to companies um there's a there's i'm doing 50 what's it uh well they all at the moment we're working with a company um actually in where's he based tunbridge wells that's where your unit is, right? Tunbridge Wells? Or is it Me? Burgess Hill? Yeah. No, he's, Bur- he's Burgess Hill. That's Burgess, the one. Uh... Bur- Burgess Hill. He's around the corner from you. And oh, he's right. and he, he runs a he runs a company selling Japanese um inspired products like um very much to the JDM market, things around cars, so like stickers and um all these all these different things. And we're doing some work with him at the moment, doing a custom keyring. And we're looking at trying to get in with the train line company at the moment. There's 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 definitely that side of things. And then there's the other side, which is developing new products, which is an ongoing thing. I don't think that will ever end. Uh, bigger items, laptop cases, uh, bags, ham, probably not handbags, but larger maybe tote bags something like that 
like uh would that sort of thing are you in your kind of current setup then would you be Mm. able to do that sort of stuff then or would you need to kind of upgrade like equipment no 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 i wouldn't need to upgrade anything no no i could do it wicked yeah it's uh it's planning out all the merchandising of it like the photography Mm. getting models sorting everything like that out um which i have got like a semi solution to it (laughs) but but not not like a fully fledged way of of actually being able to launch a new product whilst i'm out here on the road like as well as i could do in the uk but like um i've made things work last year and so i'm pretty sure i could do it again uh this year um i don't see any problem with that and it's people are happy to wait for certain things like this whole world of getting stuff stuff next day is all well and good when you need like a phone charger or Mm -hmm. a water bottle or something cheap but if you're buying a custom made like bespoke passport holder with your initials that are embossed onto it people are happy to wait for four weeks Mm. Not everything sure, needs I'm to sure be instant. I'm sure it? you could find a a, a genuine mm. leather one on a, on Amazon you could get next day. Yeah, you, you can, and and down in TK Maxx as well. <laughs> I'm um. Or is it Top Shop? Top Shop is what you said. <laughs> Top Shop. Oh, slagging oh, them all off this evening. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm wearing my um. I still got my workshop um. Uh, what's it called? Apron thing on that I use. And uh, I, my partner bought this for me a few years ago, and it's made by Savage Industries, which is Adam Savage's, um, like, thing where you make stuff that you can buy and shit like that. And a lot of the stuff he makes is, is from, like, recycled things. So it's, some it's, like, recycled sailcloth and stuff. But this is, um, this is like, military canvas. So it's unbelievably mm-hmm. hard-wearing. And then it's got, like... I don't know what state, I don't know what sort of leather this is, but it's it's, it's nice leather. You can tell it's nice. And it's wearing really nicely. Human, Le- human. Yeah, I noticed is. that. I noticed. I noticed yeah. that when you were showing us your nipple earlier. Yeah, yeah. It's um, <laughs> and, but like we we ordered it and it came like that. That was just pad leather. leather. Yeah, <laughs> leather. <laughs> but I I didn't care about waiting six months for it. It's fun. I love it, and it's one of those things where, like, it's so yeah. it's it's made specifically, like, so it's really unbelievably rugged. And the only way you can mm. actually make it usable as a, as an item of workshop clothing is to use it as much as possible. Because it, it was like it was like wearing a, a sheet of very thick cardboard when I first got it, and it's all softened up now because I've worn mm. it every day. But well worth the wait. Like, if, like I, in fact, mm. I think waiting for it made me enjoy it more when it turned up because I knew it was coming. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That excitement of, of things. I mean, look, there's a balance between commercially selling goods online and then the custom side of things. We have to continue to sell our wallets and our hats that we stock up and are continue to make. But at the same time, we we balance out bespoke orders as well. And mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the other goods, they, they still take the time. Like, mm-hmm. like, for a full like well i was back in the uk for four months and i was pretty much working every day just to stock up for this year and that was that was uh also filming everything being made as well and uh, you know having the t-shirts done um it it has to there has to be a balance between the um 
sort of selling items and then the bespoke stuff but i love that cam that canvas is like a, a material that canvas i know you know i know what you mean i've sampled some before and i want to try and make a canvas leather tote bag oh, that'd riveted, be amazing. riveted straps over a tote bag and then like a mm. leather bottom base to the tote bag mm. itself that's something that i've i've always something that could survive apocalypse something that could survive apocalypse yeah like <laughs> something that has like a little brass um d-ring like looped around inside for your keys to like snap onto which, yeah that'd be cool you know you get one of our key rings free when you buy it that kind of you heard it here first listener <laughs> yeah <laughs> um that's the way my brain works it's if i'm going to launch product what else can i upsell <laughs> yeah anyway. no but it um, makes it makes sense though it's you know we're we're always doing it with you know whether it's tees or hoodies or jackets or whatever it's what can we what can we upsell with that and it's like whether it's beanies or it's socks or it's i don't know fucking sticker packs or whatever it's, it's just part of running a brand mm. i think and it's I think it's it's easy to I guess fall into the trap of like oh I just need to sell loads but it's like at, at the same time it's like you do need to just fucking sell really don't you like to to justify doing what you're you're doing right you can enjoy it as much as you like but if it's not earning you anything it's like it can be a bit tricky like I think that's where I I guess we're at a little bit with downcast at the minute is because you know i i haven't had the time to necessarily focus on it all that much and therefore sales have dropped off and it's kind of like just trying to get back into the swing of like okay i just need to do shit with it now mm. like get back on get back on that fucking horse and mm -hmm. like just start pushing it again but it's just you know with everything going on it's it's tough man it's just trying to find the fucking hours in the day to do it it's you know but, it is tough yeah. uh yeah no i appreciate appreciate that it's it's uh it is all just like a balance and like look to be honest right this this van life that i the live the life that i live in this van costs so little mm. per month that i was I, I was like i can put i have the time and i don't need to actually go out and earn a massive amount per month to live this life like I used to have to when I lived in, in West Sussex, yeah. England. It's it's an expensive area. Yeah. Um so like selling the selling the flash car I had and getting rid of the place and like buying and building this van was not only something that we wanted to do, but also it was an enabler to let us do what we want to do. Like Bailey's bespoke and uh, I'm a freelance web designer um, by trade, but <laughs> the, uh, the website stuff, it, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't market myself for it because I just, I don't want to do that. So I don't particularly go out looking for that work. I'd rather spend time doing Bailey's bespoke work and, um you've given yourself that freedom haven't you? you've taken like a lot of the financial burden off of yeah yeah the final off of your, exactly off of yourself. That. yeah yeah the 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 burden the financial burden is 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 not there so it's like that we it's can the, do this um it's the dream 
Unfortunately, I can't fit my press in the back of the car. <laughs> that that was part of the reason why, as as I said earlier, we wanted to get rid of the unit. It's like you know we're having a fork out X amount every quarter before mm. we can even take anything, and it's like and that stress, like I've just filling someone else's pockets, like, aren't you? That's the problem. Yeah, it, exactly. It's kind of like you know, and I think the problem that we found is we didn't diversify enough um and focused too much on certain industries and the main one was the the brewing sector and obviously mm. january february killed them and therefore killed us and it was like don't really have the money to justify kind of paying another quarter's rent you know what i mean and it was just stress and we would like you know what fuck it let's make the decision get rid of it it's a shame because it's a lovely unit and the one we have hasn't come up for 15 years like it was mm. the same tenant in there for 15 fucking years and all those units were exactly the same. So I know we'll never get another one of them, but I want to do something different. Like, you know, I've, I've done the whole working on my own in that place and like, yeah, just want to move it in a sort of different direction. But yeah, that, I completely get like the whole removing that, uh, that stress. That's what I want. Really, mm. what I'm fucking craving just to not have that like lingering over me. It's like oh, the wrench, Jew. <laughs> you know. Well, I think that opens up your creativity with mm. certain things. Yeah, the less stress you are, um, the the more creative I feel you can, like. You can you take can, more yeah. risks as well, can't you? Like creativity comes from being willing to take risks as well. I think. If you if if you're if you're worried about making rent each month, there's no like, you know, where's the incentive to try something new because you, you're sinking time and money and effort into something you might not see a return on, you know, and that's a that's a risky game to play when you're up to your eyeballs in mortgage and car payments and whatnot, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that got very possible. serious yeah. very quickly. <laughs> 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 Um, um, is is there anything like your <laughs> with your brand that you're like most proud of, like an achievement that you know, or something you've done that you're like, this this is this is the dog's bollocks. I'm well chuffed for that. Have you got anything like that? Yeah, two. Uh, well, no, a few a few things in this timeline. If I was to do like a sine wave graph or something, there'd be peaks and starting just getting it started and mm. having my friends like we took them all to the pub and bought them like lunch and beers just to help me out like modeling the hats and getting the whole kind of like it's when i was like this is gonna work you know mm. this is this is this is they're going down well and everyone's like it made the photo shoot like everyone was happy <laughs> for a start <laughs> that was a moment that was fantastic beer and dinner um, i'll be well chuffed as well yeah. <laughs> um and that came out that came out in that content i'd say then then uh <clears throat> i guess the the biggest one was like having a year of of trying to learn the leather the crafting of the leather actually starting the leather side of things we decided to build this van and go traveling in this van and then working out all of the logistics was like 
it was a painful process of where you know what tools can i bring what 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 can i fit in this van how would i send stock back where will i get stock how will i get hardware where will i be sending this stuff from how much is this going all going to cost and everything but then actually driving getting that ferry with everything kind of planned out i mean shit went wrong last year <laughs> but it it worked out in the end that was a huge kind of like highlight and i guess that was personally like a life-changing moment anyway so i was like well look we're going traveling for eight months this this is this is pretty uh pretty awesome which whatever we were doing to be honest so that was that that was that and then the christmas we just had was being at our local town in Horsham, our local town Horsham at the market, at the Christmas market, thinking of like, maybe we'll just get our money back of what the still cost us, whatever. And like walking out on the first day with almost empty tables and shelves. Nice. Thinking that, how did that, it was just a blur. It was really quite surreal because during the day you're kind of, i'm like i never really worked i used to work in a halfords um back in the day but i'd forgotten customer services and forgotten like being on my feet all day and talking to people knuckles you're out don't it oh yeah actually i got home and i was like passed <laughs> out and then i realized that tomorrow and the next day i've got to make a load more stock because i'm back here again in a few days <laughs> and then i also i I also was like, okay, well, I booked out for three. I was like, let's do like a couple of Sundays in December. After the first Sunday, I called up the um, organizers. Um, they're called Food Rocks. I think that's what they're called. Anyway, I called him up and said, have you got any other dates like available? And he was like, yeah, we can do Wednesday, this Sunday, next Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then the following Saturday. The schedule looked like it was... I was like, oh no, this is crazy. And I was like, put me down. Put those <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it out. <laughs> so, let I mean, let, I took Christmas Day off, Boxing Day, and a couple of days after recovering from it. And I was like a potato during those days. Nice. It was, it was, it was mind blowing. Um, we really, really, really liked doing that and we're going to do more peter is uh going to be at he's based up in scotland near in a town called innerleithen um which is about an hour south of edinburgh he'll be at a lot of local um fairs and markets and events in and around that area this year um uh which we're i mean he's excited to be at those and i'm excited to come back at the end of the year and go and help help out with ones up there and then i'll come back down south and redo the ones in horsham um those are the things we i need to be back in the uk for but the buzz of it was like we'll do it again for sure especially as it's something that you've made like if, if you're selling something that someone else has made yeah it's fun mm-hmm. like it's good it's great but 
something to see that many people want to buy something you've made mm-hmm. what a feeling yeah 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 that that was it like we we did a lot of effort into the design of the stool we had some signs made and it was kind of like really i mean we started planning in like beginning of november or something and it was nowhere near enough time to 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 plan it all out properly but uh like i was literally writing the prices down on like bits of cardboard and stuff on the front and then going back after that day going right we need some signage let's bring some signage on wednesday or or something um but like having our having people feel the product that i mean leather as you know one it smells great but it's also very tactile it's very like um it feels good in the hands and people like the the materials you know and then having a few of my own credit cards like which i was actually putting into the wallets on the market stands they're like oh this is innovative this this holds like 10 credit cards and a bit of cash and it's like <laughs> this big and it fits in my front pocket it's not like a massive wallet and that's that's what people liked as well um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna show you my wallet now don't laugh <laughs> like, yeah, don't laugh um i lose a lot of wallets i just start just like the preface that with this you got an air tag thing on it <laughs> oh nice <laughs> that is my wallet my wallet is a 35 pence uh bulldog clip from the stationers <laughs> that's i mean stick a balenciaga logo on that that's i know like it's it's wicked because you can put the cash you can put the cash in and then you can you wrap the cash around the cards yeah the, uh, it's just so handy um I'll, and I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what brand would have some of that Supreme. oh they would wouldn't they yeah they yeah. would yeah they would. Supreme would brand the fuck out of that and sell it yeah. for that hundred quid. Yeah. It's just a... I've lost so many wallets. And yeah. what what's annoying is, since I've started using this system, I've lost very, very few, like maybe two. So it's mm-hmm. 70 pence that's, just co- that's cost me in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd love I'd love a, a fancy wallet like, like, like you, mate. But... I, I don't buy anything nice at the minute because I've, I've got a uh, what is it? The 10, 11 month old cocker spaniel. We just fucking choose everything at the minute. And it's like my wallet is shredded. It's like it's it's half the fucking corners are missing and everything. It's like it looks like a circle. <laughs> I tell you what. Be, so. Well, I'll 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 send I'll send you guys a couple of uh of wallets. Um, and I want to kind of we'll, we'll do it do 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 we'll do a test. Okay, how okay. long? like you got to use it like and have it on your possession but if your if your dog uh chews up the wallet before pav loses it <laughs> challenge accepted then <laughs> or if if you lose your wallet before the dog chews your wallet up then then yeah that's, that's I, I once lose. lost the wallet the same day i got it I got, I got, I bought a new wallet and it came and it was just like one of those like um, fold up ones that like folds in half and you put a little bit of cash in it. And I put it in my yeah. top shirt pocket like that. And I had a block drain at work and I lifted the drain up and I leant over to look into it and the wallet just went plop, straight into the, straight into the drain. And oh, I was like, no. do you know what? I knew where it was. This is the thing. It was, it was lost and it wasn't because I could, I could see it. 
but it's also mm. covered in oh, other people's shit. So I was like, oh. do you know what? Do you know what? I'm just going to let that go. I'm just going to ring up and cancel the cards. <laughs> like, there was barely any cash of it. I was like, I- I'm-, I'm good. I'm good. I think I'll leave that. And it was, it was, it was when the old like paper notes were still around. If it was like the, the plastic oh. notes, I'd be like, you can jet wash them. Like, fair enough. But the paper yeah. ones, like, they're going to soak in the turd and the piss. So I was like, I'm not going to risk it. I'm just going to, I'm just going <laughs> to let that one go down the drain. <laughs> Oh. literally i didn't even oh. have it three hours i think i think it's about if that but i'll, I feel, I'll try I my best like, to uh, lose this one well, <laughs> <laughs> the love that goes into my wallets i know yeah you're sort of you're yeah. oh, i'm on the fence now <laughs> you know where that wallet's going <laughs> <laughs> i don't want it to be covered in shit i have better than i was your your um your ball clip kind of method of holding it all in one thing mm. right we have a new product coming out very, very soon, which I think I I think it will be better, better for you. I, I, I trust me on what I say because the, okay. the bulldog method is well. You say it's working, <laughs> <laughs> but it, do, it uh, doesn't work when you've got like if you've got like a bunch of cash. So the the most I can have like. Is, I don't carry like, cash anymore. Oh, I always carry cash, but the most you can have a bulldog clip and have like three or four cards is like three hundred quid at the most. At the most, yeah, yeah. You can get bigger bulldog clips, can't you? Yeah, but they're not as they're, they're, they're not as. The thing is, they get they get wider, and the wider they get, the more the, the more they catch in the pocket. Whereas this uh, is like, this is obviously quite quite slim. Um, so, what about yeah. like a. Uh... It's gonna say like you got that much cash. Why don't you just carry around like a builder's clamp, like a carpenter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I suppose I could do, couldn't I? Yeah. I have had it where I've taken it out and it's like I've not clamped it down properly, and it is just like because it's under tension. You take it out your pocket and it just ejects everything out of it, <laughs> like onto the table. <laughs> Oh, Take my money. Yeah, it's like like one of those you know those money guns you get that we go. <laughs> They're made it's by like... Supreme. Are they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do those. Is there anything they don't make? Is there anything they won't put their name on? No. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, um, no, this. Do you have any new... quick? Do you have a... Oh, sorry, no, go on, mate. Sorry, I just want to say as well, like, yeah, the new clip. I'll, I'll, I'll send you one of them because when okay. you receive it, you'll see what I mean. It's also a bottle opener, so. Ooh. You're I'm sure you like that. Everything can be improved by adding a bottle opener. Yes, I would actually buy a bottle opener if it said on it plus bottle opener. So if you had like two bottle openers on it, but two <laughs> two slightly different ones, like one proper one, like it was an actual bottle opener, and then hidden somewhere else on it was another bottle opener. I'd be, I'd, I wouldn't you buy that though, just for the sake of it? You would, wouldn't you? Uh, no, no. Mate, well, I don't know if it was labelled with a Supreme logo, maybe. <laughs> There was, oh, yeah. there was a, there was a weird That's thing where on, like, on like Kickstarter, you know, they, people, all these products that people put up on Kickstarter, there was this weird like phase for like four years where I, I'd estimate based on the ones I've seen, probably 50% of the products on there had a bottle opener built into them, even if they didn't need to have a bottle opener, but it was like, <laughs> like right, but what can we do? A extra feature. Put a bottle opener on it, like <laughs> <laughs> toothbrush bottle opener. Like, I'm <laughs> just searching for dildos with bottle openers on. Well, of course, yeah, yeah, glass bottled lube, mate. Like, it's the best stuff. <laughs> it's fresh. 
fucking hell. Mm. Um, do you have any questions <laughs> for us, mate? Uh, no, I don't. No, I don't think so. Not off That's the top fine. of my head right now. No, <laughs> I'm really interested about your uh, in in what caravan park you you work at. Like. I'll, I'll tell <laughs> you about it later. I don't. I don't want to dox myself. <laughs> I'm sure one one day I'll probably be passing through. <laughs> yeah, come down. I'll sort you out. We don't actually have a touring park anymore. We've um, we've closed it because it was just too much work. Um, but I can. I'll, I'm sure I'll find a space for you somewhere to hold up if you want to come down for a bit. You're only up the way anyway, so Horsham's your local town. Or yeah, we're based predominantly in like where my parents used to live and where we built our van was in Southwater. So that's oh, where right. we built. Yeah, built I'm just at, I'm just outside Hastings. So oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm not that far away from yeah, you not, at all. Not too far. No. Yeah. I'll text you the address so you can look us up. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. No, I don't have any other questions really at all. Cool. cool. Um uh, in- do you want to do a few randoms, Pav? Yeah, this is and the part we'll of the show. This is part of the show where we do some random questions. So quick fire, we're going to ask three each, um, and then you just have to answer them, I suppose. <laughs> You'll have to take my answers with a pinch of salt. It's it's half ten here in uh, Romania. So okay, fine. fine. I'm, I'm flagging enough. a bit, but let's no, give it a go. Fine. Okay, first one. Um if you could replace the flavours of a Neapolitan ice cream with three different flavours, what flavours would they be? Uh, <laughs> Why are you laughing? If it was if it was edible, uh, I'd have leather. <laughs> leather. <laughs> uh, like the fresh, the, is, the, the fresh, the fresh taste. I bet. Like this, this can be done. People can do this. The fresh smell of like freshly cut wood in a nice, in a yeah. ice cream that would yep. be one of my things. And then like all the flavors of like a of a roast dinner. That that's Ooh. yeah. <laughs> like a re- this is like a really. Uh, I don't want to say the word manly because it's twenty twenty three, but it's a, a very like heavy Lumber flavor. Jack. Yeah, think think of like a plumber just got home. It's going to scoop out some ice cream. Mm. Nice. Yeah. That's a, such enough. a bad example. It's a good ice cream. I like it. <laughs> um, what's one thing you think everybody should try at least once? Ban life. Great answer. <laughs> Liv- living in a van. Yeah. Um, do you know how to fold a fitted sheet? Be honest. <laughs> no. What is a, fit- a fitted sheet? Yeah. What's that? The sheet that with fits on the, the bed with the elastic the corners edges. on it. It'll... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. Um. Oh, I don't know how to fold one. No. Well, kind of, but it's a two-man job. Yeah. No, take... it's not yes. a two-man job. It is. No, you do it. You just roll it round your arm. No, no, you take you take, you take you take the two here and you fold one over the other and then you take the back one and fold it up and then the bottom one and fold it up and all of the corners sit into each other. Like, that sounds like effort. Well, yeah. you're tidy like I am, mate. Look, you, you got to be. <laughs> um, <laughs> what items would... What three items would be in your go bag if a zombie apocalypse happened? Ooh. Uh... I would say my K 
camera. Um, doesn't matter what's happening. That's pretty much on me all the time. Um, a bag of coffee so I could function. Nice. And a rather large axe of sorts. <laughs> Something to to uh, not only help me in certain situations, but the uh, fact of being able to chop up wood to make a fire would be quite handy. Or, or, to, or to make some ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. would, there, would, this, would this axe by any chance have like leather, Bailey's bespoke uh, like handle cover on it? Yeah, yeah, of course. It would have one of those. It would have a uh, sleeve that goes over it to protect it. That's, that was the word I was um, looking for. I wonder what I'm zombie leather's about. like. Mm. Fall apart. Yeah, maybe. Supple. Supple. That is is an excellent and disgusting word all in one. (laughs) Supple is on par with moist, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. The the moist suppleness. (laughs) I think that's a great question. If you could uninvent one thing, what would it be? Wow. Oh God! Um, <laughs> you know what I almost just said is the government. <laughs> that's very. <laughs> that's, that's not a fucking bad answer. No, that's quite. I'll leave it at that then. Yeah, yeah. Um, straight up. I, I if I was gonna like be more specific, I'd be like the N in the word government. Because what's the fucking point in it? Like it is as useless as the government, isn't it? Why does it <laughs> exist in there? <laughs> Yeah, it's like the P in pterodactyl. What? Why? Why? You mean you mean to say it's not pterodactyl? No, it's not pterodactyl. <laughs> yeah, I find it really uh... perturbing. <laughs> <laughs> the perturbed pterodactyl. <laughs> um, <sighs> uh, right, last one. Um, if you're on death row, what would your final meal be? Ah, oh, scoop me up some of that ice cream. He's already made his. He's made made his favourite meal, wood all wood right, leather and 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 uh, a full roast all in one. Yeah, go on, blend it up. No wonder you're on fucking. Throw in some of the wood uh... leather and fucking. Whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, what did I do to get there? <laughs> I sold too much of this ice cream. <laughs> oh, oh, what is a zombie skin? <laughs> oh dear. Oh, right. Um, if you weren't doing what you do now, what do you think you'd be doing? Oh, bloody hell. That's a great question. Um <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I mean no idea. If it wasn't for COVID, I probably would have moved to Asia. If it wasn't for the love for the passion to travel and make and do landscape photography and content i'd probably be at i'd probably be at the job i used to have um yeah i mean that's a i'm gonna have to come back to that i think (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i don't know uh it would be a very that's a it's put me on the spot because it's very much uh you're welcome. 
<laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh let me ask. To sleep now. What, would you, what do you think I'd be doing <laughs> if I wasn't doing what I do now? I'm asking my girlfriend house. What do yeah. you think I'd be doing? Don't say just working in Halford. <laughs> <laughs> You're well, thinking that, aren't you? Oh, she said if I hadn't met her, I'd still be working in Halfords. No, that doesn't. That I mean, that's nothing against Halfords. I love that job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! Um, can you think of any brands you think would be good on the podcast? Um, my buddy John, who runs Saito Works over in Burgess Hill, the Japanese car enthusiast when you brand. said when you said um when you said japanese and uh and car stuff i was thinking is he talking about saito works that's your mate oh that's cool yeah saito I works we've had another recommendation for them as well is it lewis from tacona uh it, it, no it was darren i think darren prints for him yeah was he it? does yeah, yeah. That was it. john uh yeah john's a good guy he used to work at halfords with me we, we used to work together and he started selling stickers from his bedroom. Halfords. Say again. Did you work at the Burgess Hill Halfords? No, I worked in the Horsham one. Oh. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> um, I did a few days up in the Croydon one. The Cronks, as they call it. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, yeah. No, John. Um, who else? Who else? I mean, uh, maybe if I get invited back, I'll bring Peter with. That would be amazing. Um, that would be amazing, mate. I'm going to make a note of this. I have to write things down because I can't remember shit. <clears throat> um, so old. Where can people find you, mate? People can find me. Uh, in Romania, obviously. I'm in I'm in Romania near <laughs> a town called Dita. Um, doesn't it, yeah. <laughs> no, people can find the brands online. Bailey'sbespoke.co.uk on Instagram at Bailey'sbespoke on TikTok at Bailey'sbespoke and on YouTube at Bailey'sbespoke and on Facebook at Bailey'sbespoke. We are on all the social platforms. We put out video contents. Um. Or try to weekly. We try to put out behind the scenes photos, real life updates of what we're up to. I throw a bit of van life in there. Pete puts in some sort of um put stuff in there about the hats and his like in in, in he's into downhill cycling. He puts some of that out on there. And yeah, so that's that's where we'll find on all the usual platforms. Excellent. You've got your um, travel <clears throat> thing in the jig as well, if you want to give that a plug too, mate. Yeah, sure. Um, so, Helen and I, we, we run a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not worth going on. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'd be putting in... We, we put in so much work into that as well. Uh, it'd be it'd be great to see if people give us a follow. At Coconuts yeah. and Camels is our travel blog. And... This is something Helen and I run, which is hopefully totally separate to base bespoke. But we are on all the usual platforms 
at coconuts and camels where you can find our daily van travel updates uh long-term travel tips budget travel planning what we get up to we do a lot of work with hotels we do work with brands and we we just share about our unusual but fun lifestyle of living in this uh i would say 12 foot oh don't go estimating like you know what a foot is <laughs> by six by six by six foot man <laughs> for the listeners it's actually 80 foot uh, 84 square foot yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no so in, in all seriousness no the the trouble blog looks awesome though i have it a having a little bit of a look and it looks like you guys some amazing I that, places and i can't wicked i can't i cannot take credit for the for the website or the instagram i mean helen does all the work there she's she's i mean you, you could have done we wouldn't have known either way so you could have. oh done. yeah like the video is mine it's not even mine anymore it's hers but we are doing youtube soon we're going to be back on youtube where we just traveled through serbia which was very interesting at the border control we crossed over into romania we're putting all of that very, very live, natural content on into this video. And I'll give you a little sneak kind of preview of what we are going to be doing in a couple of days, which will be on our second video. Is we're going to be driving around a, I think it's 1978 Volkswagen Beetle around Romania to a local castle and a I've just got a hard on very I'm a beetle nut I'll be watching that I'm a beetle nut this thing's awesome down the side it's got all the stickers no ABS no power steering no airbags no like <laughs> everything's listed down the side and uh, I'm super excited we're going to be borrowing that for um, I think we're going to be taking out for a full day let's say 24 hours in this Volkswagen Beetle. Have you driven a Beetle before? Yeah, but a long time ago. (laughs) A long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my friend Pete had one. We kind of did some work on an old orange one he had. This was years ago. Who would know now that we run this business then? Mad, isn't it? No idea. Mm. Yeah. No, looking forward to watching that. What final final question for you then? Go for it. What is the meaning of life? Uh <laughs> well I would say it's just to balance out all the things you like doing as much as possible. Doing things you love doing and trying to make something good of 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 what's what we're given it's very short and uh it's not like it's not worth to put yourself through stuff that you don't want to do so if anyone's out there listening and they're thinking about starting their own business and they're stuck in a not stuck in a nine to five nobody's stuck in anything but if they can and if they want to do something that they're passionate about then just take small steps don't 
listen to all these influencers and think they were just going to make loads of money doing it, but take small steps, work on it and adapt to what you want to do. Cool. Awesome. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to brought a tear to your eyes. <laughs> uh, thank, just... thank you, thank you so much. For coming <laughs> my my moist and supple eye. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> Thanks for having me, chap. No, it's no, been fun. No, you're to, very, very welcome, mate. Have a great have time. A, have a chat. I haven't spoken to anyone from England for a while. <laughs> so it's quite it's quite and, and you cho- and you chose a, a semi-french bloke and a half italian <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that's true yeah, uh, but, yeah it's you're, you're a great guy apart from you you've got terrible choice in screen printers but aside from that you're a great guy <laughs> <laughs> i must have got lucky on the 20 i bought then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's only because you were there. I was absolutely sweating. I was like, I better not fucking hear these up. <laughs> oh, oh, brilliant. Good. So good. Yeah. No, thanks well, again. Thanks for having me studio no as well for filming. For filming that. Uh no, hope no, you liked it. Right, and appreciate your time and letting me do that. Because that's mate, uh more than welcome, mate. It's gone down well. Yeah. Excellent. Well, well, well have a safe there, safe journeys and that and we'll catch up with you soon yeah thanks guys thanks again speak all to the you best. soon all the best buddy. guys yeah. nice to meet you pav Take and, you, and you bye guys yeah, bye, 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 bye. bye. bye.